The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away. All right, the George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air, folks. We're looking around with some stuff here. Trying to see what works, what works, and what doesn't work. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay, we've been messing around with some stuff today on the show, with, uh, um, um, seeing what works and what does not work, and what should be implemented and what should not be implemented on the George Wilder Jr. Show. I want to thank you for tuning in this podcast. I don't like to call it a podcast. I like to call it Internet Radio. That's what it started out being called when I started this, and I'm going to keep calling it that. I, I have nothing against podcasts. I think some of them are great. Anybody can start a podcast. Anybody can start a podcast. As long as you think that you can do it, you have the motivation, you have the ambition, you have the drive, I'd say go for it. And plus, you have to have the cash. <laughs> Maybe not that much, but anyway, you have to have some sort of a <clears throat> uh, financial input into it. Everything is an investment. Everything you do is an investment. Then along, then along the way, if you're good at it, who knows? They might take you. You might go live. Who knows? Anyway, uh, anything goes on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Commentary, as always, on the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're trying some new and different things on the show. You might hear some, and uh, you might hear some things. We're always trying to upgrade or whatever, save money or you know, cut back or whatever. Everybody's doing it all the time, raising prices. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> It's wrong, and you know, and they're, they're raising prices on me. I have to raise prices on whoever, whoever uh, uh, wanting some kind of some kind of service or, or whatever. Um, it, it's a part of what's going on in the world. It's a part of what's going on, in, and we have to move on with with what it is. And I would like to say to people out there, uh, do not worry about what what you cannot control. If you can't control something, it you know, you just have to move on. You can fight it or you can move on. But you cannot worry about it because it, things are changing. A lot of things I don't like, a lot of things you don't like. Uh, until we are able to change them, you know, I, I just sit back and let it flow uh, and, and let the chips fall where they may. Um, you know, so too many people are depressed over what's going on today in the world, especially in America. They're depressed. They feel helpless. They feel as if their voices are not being heard or if nobody cares about what their, their lives or anything. And they're right. Nobody does care about your life. Nobody does give a damn about if you're sick or you're dying. These people don't care. This is why I and so many other people uh, say uh, when we're talking about politics and politicians, uh, vote blue. I mean, uh, vote these assholes out. I mean, you give them their job. They, they want to screw you and you put them in office. 
doesn't make sense, does it? Uh, vote for the people who have your interest, your, your interest at heart. Vote for the people who think like you do. Vote for the people you want in office. Get the thugs out of there. Get the criminals out of there. Get the mob bosses and, and the um, gangsters out of the White House. You know, they're, because they are there. Jim Comey said it in his book that Donald Trump acts like a mob boss. And I was calling Donald Trump a mob boss before anybody else was doing it. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of people thinking it, but nobody actually came out and said it. And he hasn't denied it. <laughs> he hasn't denied a damn thing. Uh, the only thing he denies is there's no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But my fingerprints are all over it. But I didn't do it. <laughs> all right. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. It's a bright, sunny day in the city of Chicago, 608 straight up uh, Central Standard Time in Chicago. It's beautiful. The sun is shining. The leaves are on the trees. And and for once, it's, you know, nice to be outside. And if you can get outside, especially if you're a senior or something, get outside. I mean, because, you know, the winter, the winter kind of, you, you, you're sort of a, a hermit when you're, uh, when it's wintertime and you, it's too cold to go out anywhere, so you're stuck in the house. You, you go to work, you come back to work, you're stuck in the house. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's beautiful outside. It's great outside. Even if you get out just to take a 15, 20 minute, 30 minute, an hour long walk, uh, that will get the blood flowing and you'll feel better. You'll feel better inside and out. All right. You got that from the George Wilder Jr. Show and you always will get that from the George Wilder Jr. Show. Because it's all about making the world a better place. It's rough. It's tough. It seems like it's getting worse every damn day. You just it's tearing itself down. But we have to stay positive. We have to stay focused. We have to stay energetic because we are the ones that can change it. The politicians and, uh, and that we vote into office, they're not going to change anything. only thing they're going to change <laughs> uh is probably uh, their paychecks in some kind of way, you know. So um, you have to um, stay alert till we can change the country, take the country back. I say this is only a temporary setback, but once Trump is gone, and he will be gone eventually, he can't dance his way out of this, out of this forever. You know, he cannot do it. And now he's trying to say that the Robert Mueller investigation is. Uh, the Robert Mueller investigation into the Russia meddling into his collusion is stopping him from doing, uh, 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 from taking care of his duties uh, as president of the United States. Bullshit. That's just another. If you think about it, folks, that's a, just another uh, outwardly way of obstructing justice again. He's saying, "Stop this crap," because I can't do my job. He seems to be doing okay, fucking up the, uh, fucking up everything he touches, because he he screwed up everything he touched even before he became president. Now he's screwing, and everybody knows it. I mean, everybody knows. I'm, I'm not talking about just us laymen or or just grassroots people. I'm talking about people in higher places know that Donald Trump is screwing over America, and Donald Trump loves screwing over America. Uh, uh, and he's still, as I speak, as and he's still as I speak is appointing people who have no experience in what they're doing to high-level post 
in this country who have no idea what they're doing. I don't think Donald Trump gives a damn if they know what they're doing or not, because I think he appoints these people for one thing, for one or two purposes only, and that is to eliminate and cut. That's it. I mean, if they don't know what the hell they're doing, they know somebody's going to uh, teach them, show them, and, and direct them how to destroy a program, uh, a vital program that is needed uh, by this country. That's, the, that's their only purpose, is to eliminate and cut and destroy. Uh, and he, he's appointing people to these posts and cabinet positions who are rich like he is. All you have to do is be rich and kiss his, kiss his ass, show him that you're going to kiss his ass, and he'll give you a job. He doesn't give a damn if you know what you're doing or not. He doesn't care if you destroy it or, or whatever. You know, so we, we do have a problem in this country. And I think every uh, every um, liberal, and I'm proud to be a liberal. I am proud to be a liberal. I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm a progressive, although I'm independent. Okay, I'm not a Democrat, nor am I a Republican, because I think I think the Democrats are going to take back either the House or the Senate, or, or they're going to take both chambers However, I, I'm very reluctant on the Democrats to actually really get anything done because they, they are always fighting with each other uh, for FaceTime on television and, and in front of the camera uh, and forget all about <laughs> their jobs uh, for the American people. Oh, yeah, Donald Trump is trying to skirt uh, the Constitution left and right, and I think he's going to pay for it come this fall, and that's why Donald Trump is out here right now trying to stop uh, blue tsunami from hitting Congress this fall. I don't think he. I don't think he's. It's gonna work, but he's out here trying to stop it. And uh, and we've been we've been discussing uh, voter suppression, uh, and that that's another thing the Republicans are doing. Just because you don't hear anything, you don't read anything about them trying to stop you from voting, they're doing it. It's happening. They're trying to figure out a way to keep you from voting, keep your voting, keep your votes from counting. They are trying to do it. But I and some others have been talking about saying no matter how the Republicans try to cheat, the tsunami, the blue wave is going to be too huge, too massive, too humongous for them to try to cheat. Oh, yeah, they're going to try and cheat. They, that's all they have going for themselves. Republicans are going to try and cheat. That's all they have. They're going to lie. They're going to squirt, uh, uh, try to get over the laws because they think that they should be above the law. They're not. The Constitution is still in place, and it will remain in place. And for those who are breaking the law, should pay the consequences. That is what we're hoping. That is what liberals are hoping is that the uh, Republicans win back Congress and uh, impeach this guy if he <laughs> impeach this guy if he uh, doesn't uh, if he makes it to the midterms he has to be impeached a lot of us saying he's not going to make it it depends on Robert Mueller it depends on Stormy Daniels uh, these uh, uh, cases that are Truly, truly, um, just may take him down. Just may take him down, and we need him out of there. And we need even even if Trump doesn't make it to the midterms. Let's say he gets he gets indicted or he gets subpoenaed, 
and he has to, and he gets, uh, uh, let's say he, he goes to jail for a crime. He has to leave the office then. There's no choice. Then we have Mike Pence, and a lot of people are saying Pence is just as bad, or Pence is just as worse as Donald Trump. I, I do believe that. I do think he is. But I think if we can deal with Donald Trump first, and if Pence winds up, ends up being vice president, we'll deal with him. You know, because this is a people thing. And I've said this several times on the show. There's 320 million people in the United States. Why are we letting just a handful fuck over us? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's 320 million of us. And, it, and you have a few people in Congress that are screwing over us. This is a people's thing. I know there's a lot of people out there saying, what, what can I do? You know, and then there's people saying, well, we got to wait till the midterms. We may not make it to the midterms with this creep, with this president. The people have to rise up. You have to rise up. Take back your country. There's other leaders from other um, countries around the world saying, why are the American people taking this? They're saying, why are you taking this? They're not talking to Congress. They're not talking to a politician. They're talking to you and me. Saying, why are you taking this? Why are you letting this go on in your country? Other leaders from around the world are saying that. They're saying it's up to the American people to take back their country. This is our country. Trump's in our White House. He's being paid by, with our tax money, and he's pocketing it illegally. He's making uh, money off the presidency illegally. There's no doubt about that. He's doing it, breaking every rule in the Constitution that he swore to uphold. He put his hand on the Bible <laughs> at his inauguration, remember, and swore to uphold every law in the Constitution. And he's damn near broken every law of the Constitution. And he's getting away with it. Why is he getting away with uh, breaking the laws of the Constitution and the laws of the United States? Because we have a Congress who is complicit, a Congress who will not do anything, a Congress who will not protect the American people from a maniac president. And that's why a lot of us are saying lock them all up. Hopefully, Mueller will not just throw the, throw Donald Trump's ass under the jail. He's going to take out some of them goddamn uh, congressmen, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, and so many others who are letting Donald Trump just run ragged over this country. He's he's done more things, more he's done more. So much more to be impeached over. He, we don't have to even wait for Robert Mueller to um, come up with anything to indict him. There's so much more that this guy uh, should be impeached for. But I do think that Congress, one of the reasons why Congress isn't impeaching him, uh, isn't trying to throw him out, but they're trying to wait until the Mueller investigation is over before they do anything. But they really don't have to wait until the investigation is over. They can impeach him now because there's so much, so much uh, to impeach him on. It's just mind-boggling. It's just mind-boggling. And now I'm thinking that the Stormy Daniels revelations 
and the Russia investigation are in a twining. They're, they're coming together as one because somehow this is, uh, this is connecting. And Michael Avavini, Michael Avavini, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, all he's doing, just like Mueller, is following the money. You follow the following the money, you find that you know money laundering, which is totally illegal, criminal. That's a, a criminal aspect of a of a mob, a gangster uh, empire. And Trump wants to be president past eight years. It's not going to happen. He may not live past eight years. You know what I mean? Because he looks like he's totally, totally unhealthy. The guy is overweight. He's tall. He's 71. He's in his 70s. And you think about all the stress, all the stress of all of this bullshit that's hanging over him. That should be stressful. But I'm told that that doesn't bother him because he's a narcissist. And they have no feelings, they have no pain, they have no sympathy, they have nothing. Most, <laughs> in other words, a lot of this shit that's uh, surrounding Trump just emboldens him. And I believe it. I believe it. He and he com- and he's complaining that the Mueller investigation is interfering with him running the country. It, isn't that something? Running the country, yeah, running the country in the damn dirt. Yeah, that's what it's doing. Because he doesn't give a damn about the American public. He really doesn't. He wants to get over there and hobnob with, with uh, foreign leaders, kings and queens, and, <laughs> and other leaders of, of, of countries around the world. He wants to hobnob with them. He doesn't give a damn about the people of the United States or our representatives or our needs or the reasons why uh, we're, we're – I, I think there was a time Trump said he wasn't going to take – um, a salary as president. Someone, someone said, I think, not too long that he's actually starting to take a a salary, or maybe he never stopped taking a salary. The guy's he's in love with money. He's gonna take a salary. He's gonna he's gonna take take a salary. Salary. I couldn't care less if he took one or not. I I, I just wish he would take a hiatus from the White House. All right, you've been uh, listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Like I said, we're doing some things here, folks, and we're going to try and uh, uh, try to spruce it up a little bit here. And uh, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. I wonder whatever happened to to Anna Navarro. And explain to him that as president of the United States, he represents blacks and Jewish people and Hispanics and people of every color and every creed. And it is his job as president of the United States to stand up for each and every American, to stand up vertically against racism and bigotry. Peddling to racism is just as bad as being a racist. So Donald Trump is either a racist or he's peddling to it and both are frank, frankly unacceptable and make him unfit to be president of the United States. If you can't be president, if you cannot stand up and represent Americans, you should not be president. And to my party, to the Republicans who are speaking out today, my question is, what the hell took you so long? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. For too long, Republicans in Congress, elected leaders, have looked the other way while a misogynist, racist, bigoted pig is in the White House. Let me tell you, we cannot capitulate. 
the office of the presidency of the United States. We cannot capitulate moral clarity. We cannot capitulate principles. We cannot capitulate Republican values and American values. No piece of legislation, no bone that he may throw on policy, no regulation is worth cheapening the office of the United States this way. It is breaking us apart. It is not news that's breaking us apart. It is the president of the United States who is causing this news. So Republicans need to stand up, need to grow a spine, and need to reject him. They don't, I'm tired of hearing Republicans say they're disappointed and disturbed by something he says. You know what? When he invites you to the White House, don't yeah. go. When he invites you to dinner, don't go. Do not stand next to him until he starts behaving in a presidential manner. This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. Mr. Trump, it's Dixon White here, sending a video letter directly to you, sir. And the only reason I call you sir is because the office that you hold is supposed to be a respectable office. But so I just want to speak directly to you, Mr. Trump. I know you may never get this video. Maybe you will, though, because at least I have white skin like you. But first, I wanted to applaud you for one thing, and only one thing. Um, many racists in politics are very covert. So I applaud you for being an open racist, and I applaud you for at least letting us see just how racist you are. And it's now it's it's well established worldwide that you are a bona fide white supremacist. Um, there's not a nation that hasn't condemned you as a racist. So you have dishonored and disgraced one of the the highest office offices in the land. But I wanted to say one thing. You made a comment yesterday about shithole countries, poor, black, brown countries. So because they're poor, because they're black and brown and not white or European, you consider them shitholes. Well, I wanted to give you an accurate definition of a shithole nation. A shithole nation, by definition, would be a nation like America that allows and tolerates a racist to operate in their highest office, the presidency. That is a shithole nation, a nation that tolerates a racist president. There is no worse pile of shit or turd in the toilet out of all the other countries than a great nation like America that allows its president to be an open white supremacist and then to allow them to continue to function as president. That's the biggest turd in the pot, or as you say, the biggest shithole. Why? Because you, Mr. Trump, are the shit, the turd, in the White House that's staining and putting the foul odor all over our nation. And of course, the only reason you're there is because you're a racist. You're a complete and utter idiot. 
with no competency whatsoever to be where you're at. The only reason you're there is because we had a black president and our racist nation wanted a racist president after a black president. So until America can get past its racism, which I don't know if it ever has, because there's one thing about black folks, Mr. Trump. Black folks have always understood one thing. The more things change in this country, the more they stay the same. You are living proof that any white person, no matter how racist they are, and matter of fact, racism is actually more of a compliment in this nation. It's like apple pie racism in America. They go hand in hand. If you're a white American, you're a racist, and you've, and you've proven that. And not only are you a racist, if you're a racist, you get rewarded for being a racist in this country. Why? Because we are a racist organization called America. Fact. And nothing has changed. In 400 years, what has really changed? We're still seeing black and brown folks executed in the street. Not that you and Jeff Sessions or any of your racist motherfucking cabinet care. You don't give a fuck about justice for people of color. You're all a group of white nationalists. So I just want to tell you, here's one white guy, and I'm telling you personally, Donald Trump, kiss my white fat ass. I hate you, Donald Trump. I literally hate you. And I pray to God you get impeached. You're an embarrassment to our nation and upon the world. Please do us all a favor and resign. The only people that want you in office are more racist. And yes, I know that our country, the majority of white people are racist. And the majority of white people totally and completely support you. I really believe that. Because they're not supporting you, then they're silently ignoring your racism. But anyhow, please do us all a favor. And Congress, please act to remove this racist motherfucker and his racist administration, or Congress is no better. Please. Remove this racist motherfucker from office. It's 2018, guys. And if we can't remove this racist motherfucker from office, America is no better than it was 400 years ago.
Back in the news, folks, uh, Democrats forced vote to keep net neutrality rules. That means that we will continue to have a free Internet. But it's not it's not a uh, it's only a temporary victory. However, Donald Trump and his goons, they want control over the Internet. I mean, uh, the Republicans, because they feel that we are saying too many nasty things about Donald Trump on social media. Anyway, uh, Senate Democrats forced, forced a Wednesday vote to repeal changes to the Obama-era net neutrality rules, which are scheduled to expire next month. So we, we have a reprieve, sort of. The Federal Communication uh, uh, Commission voted in December to overturn the rules, which prevent Internet service providers like ISPs from uh, treating certain content differently. The change, uh, it's internet freedom advocates warn that would allow ISP to block, slow down, or change more for certain content, including on popular streaming websites like Netflix and Amazon. So we're in the clear for, for that a little bit. But uh, do not rest assured Trump administration are trying to get their fingers all over the internet, all over social media, so they can have some control over what we say, how we say it, and when we say it. You know, he's, he's, uh, I just think the guy is trading on the First Amendment. Uh, he doesn't care. Senator Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska joined all Democrats in approving a resolution Wednesday that would undo the FCC's decision to mess around with the internet and to curtail your and my access to the inter- internet and its contents. If something is, is going, uh, uh, if something is going good in America and Americans love it, the Republicans are going to try and take it and destroy it. The effort to force a vote was made possible by the Congressional Review Act, which gives Congress the power to reverse any federal regulation within 60 legislative days of an enactment. That sounds great to me, folks. I mean, uh, but it's not a done deal. It's not a done deal uh, because it's it's still up in the air. Net neutrality is losing is losing an issue for the Republicans. Is an illusion issue for the Republicans as long as a large majority of the population supported and are against repeal. But as I've said earlier, folks, I I think that the Republicans are counting on the American people to be cowards and to let them just roll all over us on everything that they want to do or try to. Uh, destroy or just repeal or just cut. A lot of people think that this is somewhat 
uh, a government overreach. I think it's a, a government overreach, but they're not afraid of it. They don't care. I mean, Trump is overreaching on everything there is. So I think you're going. So I think giving this issue too much credit is a losing issue for the Republicans. Yeah. So um, this is good news, at least for a time. It, it's very good news. They won't be putting their hands. And I give one to the Democrats on this one. Because there was a 52 to 47 vote that was only a temporary victory, which is only a temporary temporary victory. Sorry, the resolution uh, faces tepid support in GOP-controlled House. Of course, of course it does. Not to mention the ongoing opposition from President Donald Trump. Donald Trump hates it. He hates it. He wants control over the internet so bad. Wants control over. He wants control over over everything because he's king he's king he thinks he's king he, he he's too stupid and to realize that he's a public servant not a king not an emperor wow anyway that that's good news it's great news but it's only temporary as long as donald trump and the republicans uh control everything it's always going to be back on the table it's always going to be back to just like Obamacare. Obamacare is still here. It, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's still here. It may have been weakened, refusing to fund it, if that's, poss- if that's a possibility, but it, Obamacare is still here. It's still here. But you don't hear anybody talking about it because Donald Trump, he has so much other shit surrounding him that, you know, it drowns out, it drowns out that, those talking points. Well, we wanted to win this fight. They're going to be spending a lot of money. The rich and powerful really want to win this fight. They're going to be spending a lot of money. So I'm quoting, we have to have the people of America weigh in on this as if they cared what I, as if they cared what we thought. Republicans, meanwhile, slammed the effort to repeal changes to the net neutrality rules as a political motivated exercise. What did what other politically motivated as anything else? And they urge the Democrats to work with them on a bipartisan legislation to uh, to address the regulations concerning Internet streaming. In other words, they want to be able to put their fingers and fuck over everything that was totally free to you and I. In terms of the, uh, the World Wide Web, Internet surfing, they just have to mess with this. They want, and it's going to take the American people to stop these assholes from ruining everything that's good for our country, ruining everything that is good for America, to be America. Um, anyway, that's that's one set of good news. But, you know, like I, the midterms are coming up and the Republicans aren't going to touch too much of anything because they're afraid they're going to uh, be swamped uh, with uh, Democratic Candidate winners, so they're not going to mess with anything too much. Um, but I do think we're going to win because let's take let's say that the Republicans win in November. I know that's that took a lot for me to say out of my mouth, but but let's just say because anything could happen. We're screwed if that happens. We're totally screwed. Everybody is totally screwed. Um, so that. 
that's enough for that, okay? <laughs> if they do that, if they should win. And another thing, I think if the Democrats, I've said this before, if I, I think if the Democrats win, they're not going to be as uh, proactive on turning this crap around uh, of Donald Trump. Trump. Some things may get turned back around. Some things may get reversed. Because if Donald Trump can and, and try to reverse everything that Obama has done because he's jealous, uh, the next president, the Democratic president, I'm not talking about Mike Pence because he's a jackass. He's, uh, I mean, nobody can kiss Trump's ass better than Mike Pence. We've seen it. It's, it's on video. Um, but if a, a Democratic president is voted in in 2020, he can reverse everything that Donald Trump has done. And probably in one day, he can reverse over 20 executive orders that Donald Trump has done. And see how pissed Donald Trump will be uh, when, when he is overturned, just like he's overturned Obama. See, he'll get that same feeling. Then we'll have to, the next president, Democratic president, will have to try to erase the memory of Donald Trump in the White House. They were going to have to fumigate it. They're going to have to redecorate it. They're going to have to go in there and clean up the garbage, literally the garbage up out of the White House um, then, uh, in 2020. Because I think Americans have had enough of Republicans. I really do. Americans have had enough of Republicans. It's over for the Republicans. We've had enough of the Republicans. All right, you've been listening to the George Walter Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio, and we have had enough of the Republicans. I mean, there's so many people on Facebook and on social media, the world, saying the same thing, and we just tell them, hey, we've had enough of Donald Trump. We really have. Last week, a poll was released showing that the United States has lost its global standing amongst other countries uh, to levels even lower than they were during the George W. Bush administration. Now, since that one poll came out, several other global polls have been released confirming that yes, around the globe, the United States image has fallen to about 30% approval rating and trust rating amongst uh, about 134 other countries around the globe. And there is a reason why people no longer trust us or respect us or look to us as leaders. And that reason, according to these polls, is because of Donald Trump. The reason America's image abroad has fallen is because of Donald Trump. His words, his words against uh, uh, other foreign leaders, mayors in, in places like London, and uh, uh, his actions across the globe, his murdering of civilians uh, with, with attacks overseas. That's why people don't like us. And this particular uh, uh, story that came out on the Washington Post talking about all these polls actually hits on a very good point. During the George W. Bush administration, when the global image of the United States began to fall, it sparked violence against Americans overseas, especially in areas that we had invaded and started unwinnable wars. The hatred against the United States is what sparked the resurgence of Al-Qaeda that later on evolved and became Islamic State that we're currently fighting God knows where throughout the world. As long as Donald Trump is in office and as long as people across the globe continue to start hating the United States, it's only going to further violence against American citizens and American troops all over the planet. 
That's what this does. We've seen it in the past. We saw it during the Bush years, and we're beginning to see it now. That is why this is important. Donald Trump and his America first policies may look good on paper. Hell, it's a great campaign talking point to idiotic supporters who don't know any better. But in the real world, where there's not just one country, where you have to be a global partner with everyone else to get things done, America first doesn't work. It is a very selfish and greedy and insular way of thinking, but that is what Donald Trump and his Republican supporters are. They don't give a damn about anybody else. They don't give a damn about the future. They just care about the right here, right now. What can I get out of this? And that's not any way to run a country. And we're seeing it now. We need our allies. We need them for trade, for support. If we have to go into a war, we need them in case we need help financially. But Donald Trump is destroying that and it's getting worse every single month. And the worst part is his idiotic supporters don't seem to be able to understand that the United States cannot go it alone in this world. We need the support of everyone else. We need people to look up to us. And because of Donald Trump, they no longer do. If you're thinking about subscribing to our channel, All right, make sure that you uh, go to Amazon, check out my writings. I've got a lot of stuff up there, folks. Uh, download, uh, buy a book or something. George Walter Jr. on Amazon. I'm on Amazon. Thanks a lot. All right. <laughs> you can tell by the music that we're doing something different here, right? That's okay. <laughs> It's fine. Uh, looks like we might have a slow internet connection. Looks like there's some more uh, news going on. But I'm going to lay off of that for a while. My, uh-oh. Michael Corn solicits. What does it say? This is one million dollars from government of Portal. Oh, it just keeps, it just keeps. Trump reports apparent Daniels payment. If this was Obama, he'd have been kicked out of office a long time ago. It's just that these jackasses are just so afraid of Donald Trump. It's a damn shame. It's just that they're just so afraid of this man. It's a shame. They're letting this man do anything he wants with this country even though it's illegal. It's illegal. If you and I had done something wrong, they would lock us up and go to jail. Why isn't they're not doing this to Donald Trump? I, I don't understand it. He has broken every law. The people around him are crooks. And uh, he gets to get away with it. I don't know. Anyway, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. It's a great day in the city of Chicago. I hope it's a great day wherever you are. And uh, anything goes on the George Wilder Jr. show. Today, today, anything goes. Okay, they've, they've, they've got this stuff all over the net. Uh, Senate votes to save net neutrality rules. And this is pissing off Donald Trump. They, he doesn't like this. He wants his hands, muck, uh, little fingers and everything. 
that's going on in the United States because he thinks he's king and emperor and he ought to uh, uh, do these things and he feels that he's above the law and uh, he shouldn't be. Everybody else should go to jail but him because he's above the law and um, he isn't. Not as long as the American people are in control and we are in control, not the Congress. We are in control. If we fail to do anything, if, if we fail to act, if we fail to make a difference, Donald Trump is going to take it over. We can't allow him, allow him to do that because the, the representatives that we vote into office to represent us, the majority of the representatives uh, know that their constituency is not a Donald Trump fan. They want Donald Trump out, but the, the Republicans, uh, I don't know, they're taking money, they're taking bribes, uh, the follow the money uh, syndrome is just, you know, too great. And these guys are just kissing Donald Trump's feet. Your representative, the person that you voted, voted in the office is supposed to represent you, your city, your town, your district is kissing. He or she is kissing Donald Trump's feet and they don't give a damn about you. All when, uh, as the midterms uh, get closer, they're going to try and uh, act as if they're smarter than you and they know what's best for you. And you know that Donald Trump is not best for you, but they're going to try it. You know, these guys and girls, uh, you know, they didn't have anything until you voted them into office. You know, they weren't rich. Only, the only way they got rich uh, as a congressman or a senator is that they became corrupt. And they're saying uh, it's all right. A lot of them have quit. A lot of Republicans have walked away and quit, saving us the time of voting their asses out. So they quit because they know they're crooked. But they, if they're broken the law, if it's found that they've broken the law in any way, shape, or form, Robert Mueller is coming after them. There's no place for them to hide. Even by quitting, it doesn't mean that you're going to get away with a crime. You're still coming. Uh, you're still going to jail if you committed a crime. If you broke any laws to the Constitution, or, or if there's money laundering or, or any threats or whatever, you, Mueller, the FBI, the Department of Justice is coming after you. It doesn't matter. All right. This is the George Washington Jr. Show. We'll be right back.
Hey there, friends and fans. This is George Wilder Jr. of the George Wilder Jr. Show. <laughs> I want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash wilder or go to the Amazon website and type my name in the text bar above to either order or download a book, a story, essays, novels, novelettes, whatever you want to do. And I want to thank you very much for that. And as always, good reading. This is George Wilder Jr. Thought to help And keep listening. There's always more to come. All right. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Senate panel votes. Senate panel breaks with House. And they say thought to help Trump win in 2016. That's a weak way of saying it, that Russia sought to help Trump win in 2016. Russia was complicit in helping Trump win in 2016. There's too much evidence to that fact. But then to say Russia sought, that's them kind of backing off a little bit. Russia did not sought. Russia was complicit in helping Trump win in 2016. Every agency uh, there is has confessed to that. So this is just some Democrats and some Republicans trying to give Trump a, 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 a pass if this is true. And I hope they do not give him a pass. This is why I, this is why Trump. I think Trump is working his ass off, uh, destroying the country because he wants to try to take everybody's mind off of this Russia investigation. And as I've said yesterday and on some previous shows, it's all a diversion. It's all a distraction. That the what's going on here. Every time Trump causes causes a controversy, it's because he's trying to divert your attention away from the Russia scandal or the uh, Stormy Daniels scandal uh, to get you to talking about this or that or some other thing. Uh, he's good at that. that. If I have to say one thing, Trump is really, really good at distraction. But we're not stupid. See, we're not stupid. We know that, that it's a distraction, that he's going to distract. You know. But he's not, he's not distracting uh, Robert Mueller, the special counsel. He's not distracting uh, Stormy Daniels' lawyer. He's not. All right, leaders of the Senate Intelligence, Intelligence Committee said Wednesday that they agree with the intelligence community assessment that Russia interfered with the 2016 presidential election and sought to help President Donald Trump win the White House. In other words, we have a fake president. He's not really our president. He was put in by a foreign, uh, a foreign and rogue country. Quoting here, we see no reason to dispute the conclusions, but Trump does with his dumb. All right. As a part of this investigation into the Russia meddling, the, the committee has for several months been reviewing the January 2017 assessment compiled by the top U.S. intelligence agencies, which Trump doesn't trust. He doesn't believe his own intelligence agency. He doesn't believe him. He lambasted him. He downgrades him. He calls them names. 
Wow, this guy is a mess, okay? And Michael Cohen is in a lot of trouble. I think this guy is going to be going out in handcuffs any day now. There is just so much uh, falling around his ass, and and he is the personal lawyer, the fixer, as you call it, to Donald Trump. And you have to, uh, there's no way you can say Donald Trump did not know about a lot of he was doing, a lot of the illegal illegal activities that he was into. There's no way. But Trump, he's denying it all. A crisis in our White House, a crisis in America. This is what this is, a crisis in the White House, a crisis in America, because what the president says or does goes down, then America goes down. But we have to pick ourselves back up. If someone kicks you out of the house, you don't stay down. You get back up. And that's what America has to do. We've been kicked down. We've been kicked down to the ground, but we have to pick ourselves back up and, and gain our rightly place in the world without Donald Trump. Because if we, if we continue to to have Donald Trump, then we, he doesn't give a damn about being down. He doesn't care about the United States being down on his last leg. Neither does, those, neither does uh, the Republicans in Congress. They don't care. Breaking America apart, breaking the heart of America uh, into pieces, and they just sit back and laugh. It's funny. It's funny because you're having a hard time. People laugh laughing in your because they're throwing you out in the streets to get killed, to die. People spitting on you after you didn't give them, given them everything that you had to give and throw you out in the streets, throw you outdoors, throw you out in the rain and the snow. Then the next few months you pick yourself up and here they come. Wanting money, wanting favors. No apologies, though. No apologies. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. We have, uh, that's what is it? It's almost 7 o'clock. It's almost 7 o'clock in the city of Chicago. All right, let's do. Mueller is getting closer, closer and closer. Are you going to talk to I'm looking forward to it, actually. You want to? Do you have a date yeah, set? Yeah, just start. Just so you understand. There's been no collusion whatsoever. There's no obstruction whatsoever. No collusion. And I'm looking Always forward no to it. no collusion with this man. The day Donald Lying Trump talks to special counsel Robert Mueller may be drawing close. No collusion. So, Maggie, how was your weekend? Oh, it was my daughter's birthday on Saturday. Thank was you it? For asking. Oh, yes. well, so, that's so I, nice. It is. I'm nice. glad you had Thank lots of you. time and breathing room to celebrate that. Amidst the tweet storm that focused in part on you, in part on Michael Cohen. So let me just read one of the president's 24 tweets this weekend, the one that relates to you. Uh, The New York Times had a third-rate reporter named Maggie Haberman, known as a crooked H flunky who I don't speak to and have nothing to do with, are going out of their way to destroy Michael Cohen and his relationship with me in the hope that he will flip. They use non-existent, quote, sources, and a drunk drugged-up loser who hates Michael, a fine person. That is a, not you, Maggie. With, who no, is man. that? Thank with you. a wonderful, pers- uh, with a wonderful family. Uh, Michael is a businessman for his own account lawyer huh? 
who I have always liked and respected. Most people will flip if the government lets them out of trouble, even if it means lying or making up stories. Sorry, I don't see Michael doing that, despite the horrible witch hunt capitalized and the dishonest media. He was upset about your reporting about the, the pickle that Michael Cohen is in. Right. What, how do you explain how exercised he was? Well, I think that this is a topic, as we've discussed here over several mornings, uh, is, is one that uh, is hitting a nerve with him. I think that he is, he and his lawyers are very anxious about the Southern District investigation into Michael Cohen. That is right now more of an imminent threat than the Robert Mueller uh, special counsel probe is. Um, the president, uh, I look, the story was really not about, uh, you know, destroying their relationship. The president has destroyed their relationship pretty handily on his own over a very long period of time. And that is what the story was about, which is that he has been... Um, he is abusive, according to almost everyone I speak to, to, to most people in his orbit, and family is not accepted um, from that. But, but he is particularly abusive to Cohen over the years. And then the question becomes, does that come back to haunt him at this point? I, I do not believe that that would be um, an only factor in Cohen's mind. Only Michael Cohen obviously knows what he is thinking of doing. Because he's been um, so loyal, despite the verbal been, abuse correct. and despite the disrespect, correct. he's been so loyal. So correct. obviously that hasn't bothered him to that degree in the past. Well, or at least there wasn't sort of the, the presentation of his life or the president's life right. in front of him before. And that, I think, is what is going to, prosecutors are going to hand him. Right. And look, right. let's just be clear about what's going on. You know, Maggie, uh, better than anybody we're nowhere near the idea of Michael Cohen being presented with any kind of offer no. to have to do anything. Correct. We know there's an investigation. Uh, I still don't understand what the charges would be. Right. Uh, reading right. everything through, I, I don't even know what it is yet. So we're going to have to see what it is. No, but that doesn't mean good, it's a very good point. That's that the president point. is not uh, preoccupied right. with this. That's why he'd go after you. Everybody mm -hmm. knows his um, his description of your relationship and who you are is silly. Uh, there are few reporters that he's given more access to. We know what he's saying isn't true, but it is a clear reflection of what's going on with him. Mm. Now, are we going to have this situation be once again where he's flooded the zone with so much BS that we don't look at each of it individually? Because this is a man who has pledged to take the opioid mm -hmm. um, crisis real, to treat addiction in a mm -hmm. way that no president has before. We know he has to be talking about Sam Nunberg, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody yes. else fits the description of Correct. being anyone who would be connected in any way to any kind of uh, problems with addiction except for him. Um, and again, maybe it's speculation, maybe it isn't, <clears throat> but that's true. Mm -hmm. Should he be held to account, the President of the United States, for referring to somebody as a drugged-up drunk when he says he wants to mm -hmm. give attention to addiction, treat these mm -hmm. people with respect, treat them as sick, help with the problem, because he just identified the problem. Mm -hmm. He is the problem. The stigma is a big part of the problem Absolutely. in changing how we deal with it. I know all the other stuff is great political intrigue, no, but, but should we focus on that? I, I totally agree with you. Yes, we should. I mean, this is somebody who, a huge driver for his election, both in the primaries and in the general election, was concern about the opioid crisis, um, the spread of addiction, the lack of treatment, the lack of options. He was very good at going to events and sort of sounding a note of compassion, calling someone a drugged-up loser on Twitter, and especially then creating this kind of, who is it? Is it Sam Nunberg? Is it someone else game? Um, that is the opposite, and that is something um, that people who have been uh, working in the field of addiction for a very long time have been trying to push back against. When it comes from the President of the United States, it is, it is a fundamentally stronger message. And it is, as we know, I mean, I think this is the reality, Chris, that you're pointing to, and it's an important, it's an important point. Um, this is how he really feels what he's, about addicts. You know, we know that he had a brother who died of alcoholism. We know that he considers addiction to be weak. Um, whatever he says to people when he is either 
um, dealing with people who have lost children, as he did recently in New Hampshire, um, to opioids. All right, this just in. Uh, breaking news, Special Counsel Robert, Mueller, Robert Mueller's team informed President Donald Trump, Trump's attorneys, that they have concluded that they can't indict a sitting president, according to Trump's lawyers, uh, Rudy Giuliani. So in other words, this means that we, ha we are stuck with Donald Trump until 2020. Democrats, you know, and I said this, I said this before, Democrats will not have the spine or the galls to impeach Donald Trump after taking control of the House in 2018. Uh, we, it, folks, if this is true, and I'm going to go check with CNN, that this means that we are stuck with Donald Trump. Uh, we're stuck with Donald Trump if the Republicans do not impeach him. This is really, really bad news for the country. Ah, Donald Trump... Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the page to load load here, folks. We're in, with slow internet, so it, it means that uh, ew, this is this is a bad news bad news for America. Okay, um, Mueller's teams told Trump lawyers they can't indict a president. So if this is true, then okay. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's team has informed the president the president Donald Trump's attorneys that they have concluded that they cannot indict a sitting, sitting president according to the president's lawyers. All they get to uh, see, all they get to do is write a report, Trump's lawyer, uh, Rudy Giuliani told CNN, they can't indict, at least they acknowledge that to us after some battling. They acknowledge it to us. I'm trying to uh, uh, quote him here. The conclusion is likely based on a long-standing Justice Department guidelines. It is not about any assessment of the evidence. It is not about any assessment of the evidence Mueller's team has compiled. A lack of an indictment would not necessarily mean that the president is in the clear. Mueller could issue a report making referrals or recommendations to the House of Representatives. And you know who the House of Representatives is controlled by, Paul Ryan, a lack of an indictment would not necessarily mean that the president is in the clear. He could still be guilty. And if they can't indict a, indict a sitting president, then they're going to wait until he's out of office and then lock his ass up. But it, that's bad news. The inability to indict a, a sitting president has been the position of the office of the legal counsel in the Justice Department since Nixon administration and reaffirmed that in the Clinton administration, but it has never been tested in court. So I don't know. This 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 is brand news, and this is crazy. Mueller tells Trump uh, he will follow the DLG guidance that a president cannot be indicted. So that doesn't mean that Trump is getting getting off clean. It doesn't mean that he's not guilty. It's just a long-standing tradition that a president cannot be indicted, even though he can, once he's out of office, he can be indicted. He can go to jail. But uh, there's going to be a lot more coming to this, folks, because I'm just getting the news now, and I'm kind of stuttering uh, because I'm just I just I just feel that it's it's somewhat of a loss for the American people. Because we didn't want Donald Trump to even go to the midterms. So it seemed like he may go to go to a full term. The only 
thing that can stop him from going to a full term now is is Congress, and we know Congress is in Trump's pocket. So that that's bad news. But Donald Trump should not be giggling and grinning and saying that he won because this could still bite him in the ass as soon as he's out of office. Out of, out of office. So, folks, it uh, looks like we may have to uh, sit back and, and uh, take it for a while because this guy can't, he, he can't be indicted. They won't indict him. If this is true, if this is not fake news, and I'm looking at CNN here, uh, and uh, later on I'm trying to get a, a, a reaction a re- uh, reaction of people who who um, who are very close to this. You know, we're very close to this. You, you know, I'm not a friend of Donald Trump. You know, I'm not a Donald Trump fan. We've been criticizing him and and lambasting him forever on this show. And this is news to me. I mean, I've just pulled up the computer here and just said that uh, Mueller is not going to indict a sitting president. And I mean, I'm, this should send raves of laughter and belly guts around the White House. You know, they, uh, they're going to come out saying they won. You haven't won, it, won a thing. You haven't won anything. Just because Trump cannot be indicted, everybody else around Trump probably can be indicted. You know, uh, his circle can, but um, Trump, I would love to talk to Mueller. He always talking about he wants to talk to Mueller. He wants to talk to Mueller now because he can't be indicted. Maybe this is a ploy. Maybe this is a ploy saying that Trump will not be indicted so Trump can go and talk to Mueller because Trump has been backing off talking to Mueller. So um, maybe this is the game that Mueller is playing, trying to get Donald Trump to talk to him so he can in- so he can incriminate himself and maybe put the handcuffs on him right then and there. Who knows? But we got to wait. We got to wait until we uh, get the facts here, folks. Uh, uh, Donald Trump is not going to be indicted uh, because he is a sitting president. It doesn't mean that he's not guilty of everything they say he's guilty of. It's just that it's some sort of uh, longstanding um foundation that they've uh, been doing for the longest. I'm hearing it. It was done in the Nixon uh, debacle. It was done in the Hillary Clinton, Mona Lewinsky debacle, where uh, uh, Nixon was never indicted. Uh, Clinton was never indicted for crimes. And now it seems like Donald Trump is not going to be indicted for those crimes because it's just something... um, I think it should be changed. I, I do. But I'm pretty sure Donald Trump and his goons are busting a gut over this. He's not going to go to prison, at least not as president of the United States. Once his ass is out of office and, and he's a citizen, just like everybody else, they're going to come after him. He should be afraid of that. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Bad news, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That's terrible news that uh, this guy is not going to be going to Going, going to be indicted.
I'm Jake Tapper in Washington, where the State of Our Union is looking east. This morning, President Trump is in Tokyo, wrapping up his first full day abroad on a nearly two-week trip to the Asia-Pacific. Clearly on the president's mind, North Korea. Speaking at a joint U.S.-Japanese military base, the president sent a clear message to the rogue nation. These warriors are prepared to defend our nation using the full range of our unmatched capabilities. No one, no dictator, no regime, and no nation should underestimate ever American resolve. President Trump also spent time exploring some familiar territory, the golf course. He played around with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and he enjoyed traditional Japanese cuisine. Hamburgers. The two leaders later had dinner at a Tokyo restaurant with their wives. After a week of headlines about the first indictments in Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller's Russia investigation, President Trump told reporters that he does expect to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin later in his trip and said he will seek to enlist Putin's help on North Korea. Here to talk about this and much, much more is House Democratic Leader uh, Nancy Pelosi. Leader Pelosi, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. So the president's in the middle of this 13-day tour of Asia, and there's very real concern in Japan, South Korea, and China that the conflict with North Korea will escalate into war. I want you to take a listen to what the National Security Advisor had to say this week. North Korea is a threat to the entire world, so all nations of the world must do more to counter that threat. That is happening, but the president recognizes that we're running out of time and will ask all nations to do more. Now, a letter from the Pentagon to members of Congress says that the only way to take out North Korea's nuclear program with, quote, complete certainty would be a ground invasion. Is that something that you could support? Well, I think we have to exhaust every other remedy. Uh, the, uh, North Korea's behavior is, has to be contained, stopped, reversed. Uh, they cannot have... Uh, a nuclear weapon that they, uh, my view, my concern about North Korea is not only what they're doing, but what they're advertising, that they may want to sell some of this technology. I was in Pyongyang a number of years ago on an intelligence trip to the capital of North Korea, and we were talking to them about stopping the uh, production of all these uh, uh, missiles, the missile technology. They said, we only, we only make them to sell them. Do you want to buy them? So I'm afraid whether it's the technology, whether it's the scientific know-how, or whether it's the launch capacity, that what they're doing is advertising. So it's not only that they would have it, but that, that it could sell it, and that proliferation would be a danger, is a danger to the whole world, and they must be stopped. I'd, I'd like to think that we would exhaust every diplomatic remedy because uh, we're dealing, we're sticking a, poking a stick in the eye of a mad dog. With so, some of what we're saying. So presumably every, uh, every possible diplomatic opportunity would, would include President Trump sitting down with Vladimir Putin at the APEC summit in, in Vietnam uh, to talk about this, as the president says he wants to do. Well, I hope that that would be a priority because the Russians have not made it a priority uh, to stop some of the activities of North Korea. Uh, many of the countries in the region help them get some of the, the North Koreans get some of the technology they have. The Russians do not necessarily want to see a unified uh, a Korea, and well, and they certainly shouldn't want one that is nuclear. So, in other words, they, they have a, a mixed agenda. I hope that this, the president goes into the meeting really informed. He says he's the only one that counts. He doesn't need people at the State Department. No, his judgment has to be informed by the facts, by the history, by the prospects. And so I hope with all the... Uh, uh, exuberance that he brings, that he brings some humility in dealing with the issue in terms of 
knowing what he's talking about. Let's turn to taxes. I know you're eager to talk about that. Uh, in recent weeks, two senators, Sherrod Brown, uh, Democrat from Ohio, and uh, Angus King, uh, independent who caucuses with the Democrats from Maine, um, they have said that Democrats should work with President Trump on taxes. You have made deals with President Trump, or yeah. tried to at least. Is that possible? Well, what we have said is if you're going to do a whole revision of the tax code, it should be done in a bipartisan way. That's the only way it will be fair, simplified, and sustainable. Did they not and, do it that way? No. You see what they, they try to use, uh, I say to Bill Bradley and to Dick Gephardt, they've taken your name in vain. They had 30 hearings over, interviewed over, uh, um, had testimony for over 400 people uh, from all sides of the issue uh, to develop something that would be sustainable. It took a couple of years. They worked with President Reagan on this. Instead, this is, as my colleague uh, Congressman Raskin has said, uh, with the speed of light in the dark of night, they're trying to move this in a matter of, of days from when we've seen it to when they will vote on it. There seem to be provisions that you could support. Um, there is a, a tax cut for middle-class Americans as well as for wealthier Americans. The plan doubles the standard deduction to $12,000 for individuals, $24,000 for couples. Is it not true that some no, lower no. and middle-class uh, families will do better under no. the plan? No, they won't. They won't. And here's the thing. is they, they give with one hand and take away with the other. First of all, this, uh, let me just give it a macro and then the micro, because the micro is very important, what it means in people's lives. But the macro is that this thing will e explode the, de the deficit, the national debt. $1.5 trillion. And one of the reasons is that they're giving a $1.5 trillion cut to corporate America. And in their budget, they call for a $1.5 trillion cut to Medicare, half a trillion, Medicaid, a trillion dollars. I mean, that's not really a statement of our values. At the same time, they're saying to corporate America, if you want to create jobs overseas, you have a tax advantage over creating jobs in the U.S. I don't think the president ever said in his campaign that he was going to make it easier from a tax standpoint for corporations to... Uh, to uh, get jobs, uh, make jobs uh, grow overseas. And then the third part of it is, you know, they have this uh, deduction for state and uh, local taxes, SALT. Mm -hmm. Well, they rub SALT in the wound on it by saying to an individual, you can't deduct it, but corporations can. So this is a, a really a gift to corporate America. And then saying, these people will pass it on to their workers. They never so have. You don't buy that argument, no, but what about that. the, the but deductions that... Yeah, that right. So then the deductions, and thank you for bringing that up. What they do is, uh, it, it's, it's a sleight of hand, it's a shell game, it's a Ponzi scheme. They make it look as if they're giving some. They're like at a banquet. They spread out this banquet for the wealthiest Americans, for corporate America, and they throw a few crumbs uh, to the middle class, and then they, then they take them away by this. Do you think it would be a statement of values for a tax plan and a budget to say to families that are trying to pay off student loans, $2,500 deduction, we remove that. Uh, to teachers who take uh, supplies to school, you know, because their schools don't have the arts and crafts and some of the things they need, teachers had been able to deduct what they, what they paid for that, they take that away. Medical... Uh, deduction for extraordinary medical costs. It's been there since 1944. They take that away. Uh, th the list is a long one of all of the things they pull away uh, from the middle class. So really, the, the net gain is not there, but the huge gain is there uh, for the, the super rich and corporate America. This is a moment of truth for America. Are we going to go deeply into debt 
deeply into debt to give tax cuts to the high end at the expense of working families in America as we give advantages to corporations to send jobs overseas while pulling away school supplies uh, from children. It's a, a, there's so much in it, that, but you have to look macro. And one more point. Mm -hmm. While they take us deeply into debt to the tune of almost $3 trillion added to the deficit, very hard to come back from that. The next 10 years, and we have to always account for 20 years, the next 10 years is a hemorrhaging of the national debt. And